Joining us right now is Lynn Bada. She is the immunization clinical consultant at the Minnesota Department of Health. And regarding the recent rollout of the new annual vaccine, can you provide some, some context into what might have caused the challenges or difficulties encountered during its initial implementation when the governor was ready to roll up his sleeve and there was no vaccine? Good morning. Good morning. Great to join you, everybody. Yes, we, we've been anxious to get this uh, this uh, annual vaccine going, um, and I think we're talking ahead of ourselves. But we are seeing a vaccine come into the state now, and there are a lot of clinics and pharmacies that are taking appointments for when they get enough supply to get, to get going. Wow. Can you tell us who might be eligible for this new vaccine and how often we'll need to get it? Sure. Uh, this this is a vaccine for anyone who wants it, and it's recommended for everyone six months and older. And, of course, we really want to urge certain people who seem to have uh, a really hard time with COVID, and those would be our seniors it would be people who have a weakened immune system, pregnant women who oftentimes have complications with their pregnancy if they get COVID, and young children seem to be ending up in the hospital a little more frequently with the Omicron um, strain compared to the earlier strain. We're talking with so Lynn. Those are, so those are the protected <laughs> groups that you're looking at? Yeah. We're talking with Lynn Bada. She is the immunization clinical consultant at the Minnesota Department of Health. We're talking about the new COVID vaccine that has recently hit our communities. And I'm just curious, uh, communities of color have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Can you discuss the specific strategies or outreach efforts in place to ensure equitable access to vaccines for these communities and how they've been impacted by the new vaccine rollout? Sure. And I think um, as the, the public health emergency has been rolled back. Um, it is a little more challenging, but we, the, it has been an important issue that we've been thinking about. And um, for children, the vaccines available um, for children who are underinsured or uninsured um, through the Vaccines for Children program. And most providers that care for children do um, participate in that program and children can get that vaccine without cost. Um, it's a little more challenging with our adults. Those would be people 19 and older. Um, we have coordinated some effort with uh, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, to um, have kind of a bridging program where we can get funding from CDC and pass it along to some of our neighborhood clinics so that they can get the, the COVID vaccine. Um, so we are hoping that people will call their neighborhood um, community clinic, um, or there are some participating pharmacies, um, especially in rural areas where the, the, the healthcare provider is um, a, a little more scarce. Uh, and people can find those clinics if they go to vaccines.com gov gov vaccines.gov there will be a list of places and there may not be many posted right now be patient um people are getting up and getting their vaccine as quick as they can um so you should be able to find 
um, vaccine in your neighborhood. In your role with the Minnesota Department of Health, can you tell us what has taken place that has really made the uh, vaccine have more efficacy in that you only need it now once a year? Well, and we think that that's what the goal is going to be. Um, you know, we're dealing with a brand new virus. It's brand new to us. And we're still learning from it, and sometimes we're still playing catch-up with it. Um, but we we know that um, some of the mutation has slowed down enough that we um, are seeing most of the the variants that are circulating coming from one branch of the variants, and that's the Omicron branch. Um, we know that um, we need to be sure to include whatever is circulating um, in the vaccine, because that's going to be the one that can help us build antibodies that the virus can't evade. And the virus is very good at um, evading our um, immunity against COVID. And that's whether we've had immunity against COVID disease or immunity against COVID vaccine. The virus seems to figure out how to work around that. And so that's one of the reasons why we're probably going to need um, annual vaccinations and maybe for some, especially people who are older and people who have weakened immune systems, they may need to get a second dose um, four to six months later. I, you know, again, we're learning about it, seeing if this, um, the vaccine that we, we're providing um, will get us, take us through a COVID season. Um, we are assuming that, with like with other viruses, uh, COVID tends to um, uh, swell up when we start going indoors um, and start exposing one another indoors. Um, but we're still learning about that as well. All right. So final question, should we be concerned about getting the new COVID vaccine as well as a flu shot at the same time? You can get both at the same time. Um, I know from personal experience that people who have gotten their seniors, who have gotten their senior flu vaccine and their COVID, um, felt it the next day. They had a pretty sore arm the next day and felt kind of lousy, but they, most of us popped through it um, just fine. And it's a lot more convenient um, to get both together. But um, if that doesn't work, you'll be able to come back and get one or the other um, after you've gotten the first one. All right. Lynn Bada is the immunization clinical consultant at the Minnesota Department of Health. I can't thank you enough for being with us. And uh, for those who are looking for more information about where to get COVID uh, uh, vaccinations, uh, what is that uh, web address again, Lynn? It's vaccines.gov, G-O-V, and it's vaccines, plural. All right, vaccines with an S.